This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. I'm living in hell from one day to the next, but there's nothing I can do to escape. I don't know where I would go if I did. I feel utterly powerless, and that feeling is my prison. I entered of my own free will. I locked the door and I threw away the key. Hello ladies. Thank you for tuning into Guy from Guyland. This is Dr. Ash and as always, I'm going to speak directly to you things that you've always been wanting to hear from someone. So let us begin our journey. What you heard was a small excerpt from the novel 1984 by one of my favorite authors, Haruki Murakami. Those words echoed the powerlessness, sadness, helplessness of the character suffering from domestic violence. Yes, this is a Murakami novel where dreams and realities are deadpanned in the same universe, but it does not shy away from the uncanny resemblance from what's happening around us while we choose to give a blind eye and a deaf ear. What is common between Rihanna, Reese Witherspoon, Charles Theron and many other women across the globe they have all suffered coercive control at the hands of their partners and have been through abusive relationship domestic abuse can happen to anyone whether you're rich or poor young or old you can find yourself in the crossroads of a relationship with somebody who mistreats you in a multitude of ways Domestic violence is seen as a pattern of behaviors ranging from assault to coercion that occurs within the context of a relationship such as marital relationship a domestic partnership or even a roommate it could involve deprivation of love food or money or humiliation neglect or basic self care the intent is to maintain power and control over the person women who overturn gender norms face more violence in marriage studies suggest that husbands use violence to sabotage their wife's employment and working prospects which is marked by jealousy over wives talking to other men accusations of infidelity and monitoring their whereabouts besides this the problem of alcoholic husbands or desire for endowments or a male child are some of the other factors liable for household brutalities in india Patriarchal norms dictate that all primary household decisions should be taken by men, with women's action largely dependent on male approval. From urine stems the seeds of abuse and violence. Domestic violence, in a broad sense, can be physical, emotional, financial, or sexual abuse. Physical abuse is the most recognizable one, wherein the partner, abuser, or other family members tie you up. burn you set you on fire pull your hair bang your head against a surface or inflict cuts on you or lock you in a room or lock you out of your apartment during an argument or even prevent you from going out of your house on your own emotional abuse is more of an attack on your personality than your body many do not experience physical abuse at all your partner and or other family members cause you to change your behavior to avoid triggering an attack causing you to fear them 
or isolate you from your family and friends or threaten to hurt the ones close to you or your children. They might even use abusive language, humiliate or insult you or dictate how you should dress or look. Probably one of the most powerful ways a man tries to abuse is control his partner with respect to finances, asking account of your expenses or not giving enough money and even preventing you from taking up a job. The aim is to limit financial independence and exert dominance. And lastly, in sexual abuse, the partner forces you to have sex or perform sexual acts that make you uncomfortable. He might even deprive you of sexual relations or use sex to assert his authority over you. Everyone knows that slapping or punching is not okay, but it is the emotional stuff that becomes difficult to rationalize leading the victims to blame themselves for the abuse. It is not something to be dismissed or swept under the rags and not taken seriously. But the shame around this topic prevents everyone from wearing this on their sleeve and talk about their hopeless situation. Nobody wants to remember it. Nobody even wants to admit it. Women suffer each day, every day, behind closed doors. Many feel the need to keep quiet or risk their safety to try and maintain their dignity by enduring it in silence. There lies a fear of being orchestrated from the society. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, victims feel that they need to protect the perpetrators of the abuse. The reasons could include fear that their abusers could become more violent towards them or kill them or believing that abusive relationship is a mixture of good times along with abuse and manipulation. Or there might be a fear of losing custody of any children they may have with the abuser or that the abuser could harm or kill their children. Along with this lies a stigma attached to divorce in India. Hardly few families would support daughters who want to walk out of abusive marriages. Also. Men or abusers feel that this is their family dispute. The victim is living with them and enjoying all the facilities at the expense of the abuser. And if anything, the victim should have left. Even in the 21st century, men choose against a career-oriented woman as a wife so that this woman can look after the house. Even when this woman gives up on her dreams due to family pressure and settles for the marriage, she is accused of enjoying the facilities by her man. My question is, what should a woman do? Just disappear in the background after looking after her kids and providing sex to the man? And not expect anything? Marriage, or for that matter any relationship, is about mutual understanding and respect. But what is disturbing is that people on social media support random issues or are sidetracked when it comes to feminist talks or refuse to accept the situation when men are targeted in violent acts. As poet and activist Meena Kandasamy says, sometimes the shame is not the beatings, not the rape. The shaming is being asked to stand judgment. We have already talked about gender inequality when it comes to sexual pleasures in one of my episodes and now add domestic abuse to it in the same setting. Domestic violence has always been an acute issue in India. And with the COVID-19 related lockdowns, things have become even worse. 
we have record cases of domestic violence in the last couple of years than we have had over the last 10 years. And even with this, 86% women who experience domestic violence do not seek any help and 77% of the victims do not even mention this to anyone. Also, this increase is not just restricted only to India. The lockdown has brought the world to a standstill, but so has the lives of many women become held. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said that there was a horrifying global surge in domestic violence amid lockdowns. The calls to helplines doubled in Lebanon and Malaysia and tripled in China compared to a year back, according to the UN. Coming to India, in 2019, National Criminal Records Bureau reported that 30.9% of all cases registered for crime against women were under Section 498AIPC that deals with cruelty by husbands or relatives. The National Family Health Survey or NFHS-5 also screams of this dark reality of domestic violence in India. 44% of women respondents in Karnataka have experienced spousal violence, followed by Bihar 40%, Manipur 39.6%, Telangana 36.9%, Assam 32% and Andhra Pradesh 30%. Himachal Pradesh, Goa, Nagaland and Lakshadweep have the lowest violence among all states surveyed, the lowest being 1.3% in Lakshadweep. As per surveys and studies, there is one dowry death every 78 hours, one act of sexual harassment every 59 minutes, one rape every 34 minutes and one act of torture every 12 minutes. By the time you have finished listening to this episode, there is already an act of some torture on some woman at some place in India. What is interesting that while both men and women are aware that domestic violence is morally and legally offensive, they choose to ignore this common knowledge. This can be because our societal norms have normalized the tolerance of domestic violence. Beatings are even considered acceptable by more than 50% of both sexes. As per ICRW, that is International Center for Research on Women, 85% men agreed on indulging in violent behavior against their wives at least once in the last 12 months. 57% of men admitted to have sexually abused their wives and 32% of men admitted to committing violence on pregnant wives too. As per British Medical Journal, one in three women in India is likely to have been subjected to intimate partner violence, but only one in ten of these formally reported the offence. All these figures suggest that India is unlikely to meet Sustainable Development Goal SDG 5, which focuses on gender equality and the elimination of all forms of violence against women and girls by 2030. Gender-based violence against women is an important public health problem, which claims millions of victims worldwide. It is a notable human rights violation and is deeply rooted in gender inequality. How do you help yourself or someone you know there? Firstly, don't judge the person who is being abused. Become the victim's confidant. Listen to everything they tell you. If they go to the authorities on the abuse, you could be a witness later by backing up their story. Assure the person 
that they can speak to you in confidence and that you can help them through it. Avoid telling the victims that they need to leave. Instead, discuss a safety plan and consider how to implement it. Don't tell the victim that the abuser is a jerk. This could drive the victims away or make them feel that they need to defend their abuser. If you're experiencing abuse, consider telling your primary care doctor or a mental health professional who can help. If a child is witnessing domestic violence, know that this is a form of child abuse and you must report it to the authorities. Also try and put forth the thought to the victim and the abuser, if possible, to seek mental health support. Dr. B.R. Ambedkar once said, We shall see better days soon and our progress will be greatly accelerated if male education is persuaded side by side with female education. If you are facing domestic abuse, you are entitled to legal rights safeguarded by the Protection of Women from Domestic Violence Act 2005. This act provides protection to you after you approach the police or a protection officer as per the orders passed by the magistrate to stop the offender from interacting with you or committing violence towards you or taking away your assets or intimidating your family or your support network. The act can grant you temporary custody of children and also see to it that you are not evicted from your shared household. You are allowed to claim compensation for physical and mental injuries endured and are entitled to maintenance and monetary relief including loss of earnings and damage to property. Under the Legal Services Authorities Act 1987, women also have the rights to free legal services. Like already discussed, the act of domestic violence towards women is an illegal act under the Indian law. Article 15 of the Constitution of India and international conventions like Convention for Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, which India has ratified, recognized the unequal status of women and made provisions for women to address this inequality. Section 498A dealing with the matrimonial cruelty, the 304B Dowry Prevention Act and the protection of women against domestic violence are to protect the woman within the institution of marriage and family. The IPC declares brutality to a woman in her conjugal house a punishable and non-bailable offence that can lead to a sentence of up to three years along with a monetary fine. For information and support on domestic abuse in India, you can get in touch with the police with the helpline number being 1091 or 1291. The WhatsApp helpline number of National Commission for Women is 72177-35372. There are few NGOs in the major cities in case of crisis too. Shakti Shalini is a Delhi-based NGO and the contact number is 10920. In Mumbai, there is an NGO called Sneha, that is Society of Nutrition, Education and Health Action. The contact number is 98330-52684 or 91675-35765. Feel free to share this information with your family, friends and colleagues and even with your brothers, your partners, or anyone you feel is in need of this information. In the words of author and activist Christine Mason Miller, at any given moment, 
you have the power to see. This is not how the story is going to end. That's all I have for you in this episode. If you love this episode, do share your reviews or views on my Instagram or Twitter handle at the rate guy underscore from underscore kainak. As always, let me leave you with a thought. Remember, you matter, you are important, and you're heard. I'm all about you, and I wish you an amazing week ahead. Goodbye.